What's the latest? Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint show presented by Ball is Life. Before we get started today on episode 58, we want to offer all of our In the Paint listeners a uh, coupon code to our online shop at Ball is Life. Um, the coupon code is In the Paint, uh, all one word, and it can be either uppercase or lowercase. And when you type that in on your order, you'll get 20% off of all your Ball is Life gear. Um, we got it all, Ronnie. We got it all: t-shirts, socks, hoodies, uh, a lot tights, of cool stuff, backpacks. I mean, dude, it, we got everything. It's high quality stuff. Uh, make sure you know you order some stuff for your dad, your grandpa. Make them look cool while while watching you uh, play your little high school game. Um, so, the question I have yeah, for yeah, yeah. Devin is: Did our guy Kendrick Perkins, the NBA player who's now an analyst, did he? Use the coupon code, or did we just send him some stuff? Because I saw him posting some stuff. He oh, was did all, he? All stoked about it. Yeah, Thanks I think we sent him life. some stuff. <laughs> I think we sent K- KP some stuff. Um, but yeah, cool. so the, the the coupon code is um, in the paint, all one word, uh, either uppercase or lowercase, and that'll get you twenty percent off your order. Head to shop.ballislife.com to get all of your Ball Is Life gear. Let's transition into a little bit of non-basketball stuff to start off the show, Ronnie. Uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury had a heavyweight bout over the weekend. Yeah. And Big according fight. according to you, our in-house Ball is Life boxing expert, <laughs> Rodriguez is going to kill me for this one because he yeah. thinks he's a boxing expert. Of course. Um, you think it fell flat on its face as far as living up to the expectations of the fight. Yeah, Am I right? Yeah, the expectations were so big. Again, because this was their second fight, and they came in with gaudy records. They have knockout power. People want to see heavyweights. I think people have been starving to see heavyweights. You know, um, these guys are really big. If you look at champions like, you know, Muhammad Ali, 6'4", Mike Tyson's 5'11", 200, 210, 6'5", 220. These guys are huge. Yeah. You know, Tyson Fury is 6'9", 265. he's 6'9"? Yeah. Oh, damn. He's big. And Deontay Wilder's at least 6'6", 240. 220. So they're big guys. So people want to see a big, people want to see knockouts on a big, big show, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. big haymakers, big and good skill, obviously. And then, so to kind of give the background, we said, you know, there's obviously it's kind of when you have a big fight, it kind of transcends sports. People are interested in it from all avenues of, of sport, meaning MLB, basketball, football. If it's a big fight, almost everybody in sport is there. And so it had that effect and it had that feel. And basically, and you look at boxing in the last 15 to 20 years, it's basically been dominated by three factions. Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao, and a Mexican-based champion and any combination of those guys fighting. Okay. Those are drawing the huge pay-per-view numbers, the record-setting pay-per-view numbers. So this kind of had that feel. And then uh, Wilder just didn't produce. You know, he didn't... He had bad balance, Devin. I know you 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 talk a lot about balancing athletes. He was all over the place. Looked like he got hurt early. Um, his legs just were not there for a guy, two hundred and thirty pounds, six six, with a big right hand. That's why people were interested because they thought he could land this big shot and that there may be a knockout in this fight. And I guess Tyson Fury kind of busted his eardrum, or he had gotten his eardrum busted early in the fight, and he had no equilibrium. He was just wobbly legged, rubberly legged, the whole fight. It just didn't come out to what the fans expected for all that buildup. Mm-hmm. And then the fight ended off, so Tyson Fury uh, was punishing him and uh, in, leading into the seventh round, inflicted more damage than his corner actually 
threw in threw in the towel, so to speak. So the big fight fans, all the fight fans of Canelo and and all these guys, like I said, in the lower weights, they were all tuning in and they just kind of left disappointed. Okay. That and and I think yeah. Wilder a couple yeah. of days later, maybe yesterday, yeah. he started saying that uh that he wore like a, a like some crazy yeah. costume or like suit coming yeah. to the, in the pregame walk or whatever it is. And yeah, it was pretty extravagant. Yeah, it was like, and he said it was a. It ended up being a forty pound suit, and that that drained all of his energy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the don't wear glow, it. Like the, yes, and the thing had glowing <laughs> eyes, like yeah, yeah, yeah. these piercing red eyes. They lit don't, up. Don't I mean, wear it. Yeah, what are you I mean, thinking? dude, dude, if this that, is a heavy. Like this is a big fight. You're like uh, maybe a, an even fight, maybe even a slightly underdog. Now people thought he could win with that big right hand, like I said, but he had no chance to land it. You got to have some skill around it. Said he some setup. He had no chance to land it. You know, uh, Fury moves pretty well, dude. He's for Devin first. Like I said, six eight six nine two sixty. He's a skilled athlete. That brings another question to my yeah. mind: Who's yeah. the tallest heavyweight champion of all time? Now him. him? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There's six, a, nine. Yeah, there's well, another. How guy. tall were the Klitschkos? The Klitschkos were big. That big. Six let me, seven. Let me six look eight. That up. Yeah, look that up. So I'm not just guessing. But they were big. And and that's could the be first the first thing that comes out is Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how tall he is. Uh, five four. Yeah, exactly. Right now I'm gonna have a Russian agent following you know, me to San Diego. Go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, he he's he's a big human being, much bigger than heavy chance we've seen in the past. So Vladimir Klitschko yeah. is six six. Yeah, and he's a legit six six. You know, okay. yeah. this guy's a legit six eight. So let's just say they call him six nine for hyperbole. He's a legit six eight. You know, Muhammad Ali's about six four. Uh, Vitaly Klitschko is six seven. Yeah, okay, big guys. So if so he's a legit six eight six nine, he's a huge. That's, dude. that's, and he that's a big dude for a boxer, yeah. dude. Everybody's calling like the new term. Everybody's calling him a unicorn, kind of like this guy's oh, okay. a unicorn athlete. I never, I didn't watch the fight yeah. because yeah. obviously I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah, I don't have enough money to pay for it. I don't have enough yeah. time to watch it. But yeah, you got to. I was at the city section, uh, semi. So yeah. I'm going to pull some video, uh, and, and kind of get a little feel for how how this guy moves. I'm curious yeah. to. See how he moves at yeah. that big. Yeah. Understood. So, yeah, that that was a, a big event. A lot of people were saying that, that Deontay Wilder just isn't a skilled boxer. Is that correct? Okay. That's the problem. He's a one-trick pony. He's trying to land that big right hand. It's kind of like you say in basketball terms. You got to set up set up your moves with, with good footwork, you know, explosiveness. It's the same thing. You got to set up a big right hand with some jabs, body head movement, uh, some setup punches, a body shot, couple jabs, you know. Um you know, you maybe if you have a stinging jab, that kind of opens things up a little bit. Um, a combination of punches, but there was none of that. It just so people want to see skill. I know Devin, you're big on skill in whatever sport, and there it's just like you're just waiting for a big haymaker here from Wilder, and it just didn't yeah. I'm happen. watching a little bit right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, someone t- put a you know two yeah. minute video up, which yeah. is great. I'm getting yeah. to see all the kind of the highlights of this. Yeah. But yeah, he's a lot quicker. Yeah, just a lot quicker. Yeah, good footwork for good a guy footwork, his size. Yeah, his reaction time is way better. It looks like Wilder fighting with his hands down the whole time. Oh, yeah. You know, heavyweights is... They do that. I get that they do that. Yeah, yeah the heavyweights don't cover up like the lighter weights, but, yeah, this guy didn't have it. So, you know, again, now we're getting into he's the trying excuses. To, Wilder's trying to tackle him. Literally, he's like on <laughs> he's his legs. way off balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. He, he literally way, can't stand up. No, he's way off balance. It looks like me when I have vertigo. Yeah, he's he had over. vertigo. Okay, I think because the busted intro, he might have had you. vertigo. But again, he's saying the costume. And I, no, you just didn't. Yeah. come to 
prepared and got busted in the ear. I get the I get the vertigo thing. I have bad he, ears since I was a kid. Yeah, like, he has vertigo. He had vertigo. I and sometimes, dude, I'll stand up and I'll just fall over. Yeah. Like one time I was, in, it was at my dad's house, uh, yeah. in my parents' house, and I was like, had my foot up on the thing. And all of a sudden, dude, I just like the room was spinning and I yeah. just fell over. You cannot stand up when no, you're you, No, and plus you're in there with a guy who's six, trying to nine, beat your ass. Yeah, yeah. 250 lean, 270 leaning on you. So we'll see. Maybe Wilder will bounce back. I mean, he has a gaudy record. He was making his 11th title defense. So it's not like he's a total bum. But yeah, it wasn't what dude, people are talking about. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a very I'm good fight. I'm watching this. He's just like, every punch is just like, he's connecting on almost every punch he's throwing. Yeah, he's wobbly after every punch. So the Tanley told shout. I know the news cycles faster, Devin, but you can kind of tell people weren't talking about it this week. Like, they're not saying, oh, that was great. I'm like, wait to see this fight. again. Correct. Post fight. It's yeah. over with. Nobody cares. Right. And so, there's there's another, there's a rematch exercise clause yeah, on there. And Wilder's, Wilder's saying he wants to, to do it. it. Yeah. Of course. So, but. They've already fought twice, correct? Yeah, they've already fought twice. It's it doesn't. It's not going to have the the zip and the zeal that. Who the won first the two, Who won the first one? The first one, uh, was close, and most people think uh, Wilder won. So was it a decision? Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, they not he knocked him. He knocked down Fury twice. Okay. So, but again, that's heavyweights. They get they get back up. It it was a. It wasn't as decisive as this as Fury winning this in, in the seventh round okay. stoppage. So. We'll see how interested people are in the third the third fight. But again, during this week, you don't hear people ranting and raving about the fight. Yeah, why why is heavyweight boxing kind of gone down? Because I, we've spoke about this before. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was all like for me, it was all heavyweight. Heavy. It was Field, Lennox Lewis, Holyfield, Tyson, Tyson yeah. all that stuff. And then like you know, um, uh, Oscar De La Hoya oh, obviously dominated the the lower yeah like classes. The, so yeah, I get what you're saying. The 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 uh, attention and the publicity behind the heavyweights it, yeah. are just kind of. I, I never hear about heavyweight fights anymore. There's a reason for that. They're not, not good. good? Okay. They're not very good. It's so simple explanation. Yeah, Tyson Fury, and that's where it's hurting him because if Wilder would put on a good performance, people say, "Man, did you see that fight? Those are two guys really duking it out." We didn't get that. We were hoping to get that, but we didn't get that as as a boxing fans or community. Gotcha. Be, and like you said, you haven't heard about it much for the last 10, 15 years because. Honestly, a lot of them have been tomato cans. Just that's what they are. What, Be- what do you mean by tomato can? Tomato can is a term for a bum. You know, okay. a guy who can't. <laughs> yeah, can, yeah, a guy who can't fight or a guy who can't play. It's okay. a tomato can. Okay, I guess we could use that in basketball too. <laughs> yeah. you can't I'm gonna play. start using that. <laughs> You're a tomato can. So it's just an old term. Um, but that's kind of where we were left. And obviously, that was a big moment. Like you said, people are not talking about it that much. Will they be interested in the third fight? Maybe. It's not going to have the buildup as a second they're fight. They're going to fight it just because yeah. that's what's going to happen. And they're going to make money, but yeah. it's not going to have the buildup of this huge fan base that the second fight had. Gotcha. So hopefully for Ty- Tyson Fury, he finds some some uh, quality, suitable opponents. The Gypsy King's a great fighter. He's a good athlete. Yeah. So you know, hopefully he goes down and gets his proper due. And another reason I would think, Devin, as we transition, why this fight is not getting the the attention it maybe could is... Because of the other thing, big thing that happened earlier this week. Obviously, I'm talking about Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant's memorial that took place at the Staples Center. That's obviously transcended as well. Yep. People from all walks of sports are interested in it. Um, it had the attention of everybody in sports. So, uh, you know, it was at Staples Center. It was on Monday yes. afternoon or Monday morning, morning going afternoon. into afternoon. Yep. Uh, Devin, just give us your highlight. What did you take from that memorial? As we obviously try to utilize, co- utilize Kobe 
eulogize eulogize Kobe (laughs) and and kind of put some closure to that because we're he's been passed for a while now three weeks you know going almost going on a month almost a month yeah Yeah. I mean it doesn't still doesn't feel real I think the um the memorial service where uh you know you had everybody who the who's who of sports entertainment media whatever were there uh and then when Vanessa Bryant got up there and delivered you know kind of a uh, strong and moving speech. Yeah. That's when it kind of set in. Like, okay, now it's you know, this is real. It, yeah. It's all set in stone. This happened. Now we can re- rec- talk about this individual in past tense. In, yeah. Now, yeah. now I think it's you can move on and 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 discuss him in past tense and yeah. you know remember him for yeah. who he was as a player and who he was as a father. But for yeah. me, kind of the first thing that stood out was just how strong Vanessa Bryant was. Sure. Under, you know, the Tremendous immense pressure, pressure. and yeah. you know, she's got a lot of that she's gone through. Yeah, it's just, I mean, unbelievable. She had her young young daughters and uh, yeah. her surviving older daughter there, her mother, um, and that was just. I mean, it was just tough to watch, man. Yeah, um, it like was I said, pretty tough to watch. Like I said last night, I'm not a crier uh, yeah. at all, but that got close. Didn't get me, but yeah. almost almost got me. Sure. Um, but aside from Vanessa, I think Michael Jordan was the the kind of premier speaker of the day and that's because everything he said was it, it felt genuine it felt yeah. real it felt like it was from the heart yes uh kind of and that's it, what we want to see from jordan because we don't get that we don't that get that much from jordan and we didn't often. really get that from kobe too often until after his career sure right yeah keeping with his the daughter game face, keeping the game face on yeah 24/7. he always he always kept the he was you know he answered questions very seriously he answered mm-hmm. them to the point yeah and you didn't really get to see the the fatherhood side yeah. and the more gentle side of Kobe Bryant while he was a player. Yeah. So that's kind of what intertwined for me uh, as being something that was um, kind of mind mind blowing to seeing yeah. MJ like that. Um, Just you know, in a vulnerable state yeah. almost. And he talked about how, you know, early on in his career and Kobe would text him at three or four in the morning. He looked at him as like a nuisance. Like, dude, little shithead. stop texting me about footwork yeah. and, and yeah. post moves and fadeaways. He was a pain in the ass, but then as Jordan aged and yeah, started, yeah. you know, his his you know path towards retirement, retirement and he realized that he needed yeah. to pass the torch to this kid, and this kid had the passion, is what he said. Yeah, um, yeah, I got that, and he made that yeah. very clear. He explained himself well. He didn't round go on for too long. He didn't keep it too short. He just came off really well. Uh, like you said, you don't see him. He's now. As he mentioned, he's now a grandfather. Yeah. So we were like, Michael Jordan's a grandfather. That shows you your immortality or how much time is passing. Like, Michael Jordan's a grandfather. Like, you just, <laughs> you know, like he's a grandfather. So he feels for the parents. He feels for both parents, I'm sure, meaning Vanessa's parents and, and Jelly Bean and Pam. And uh, he feels for the kids, meaning because he has grandkids now. You yeah, he know? gets it. He gets it. He gets the overall he, scope. scope of what's what happened and how it's going to impact multiple generations and multiple people. And he's kind of uh, just has that good quality about him that uh, I don't know if it's a sarcasm or just, he just gets straight to the point and his little zingers, like you said about this kid's a pain in my ass. You know, he's like, Hey Michael, uh, this is, you know, Kobe here. Uh, you know, what were you doing at 13? Dude, I'm playing baseball. Like, yeah. can I go to bed? Like, what? this guy's crazy. You know, like right. that was cool. He's Hey, I was playing baseball, and it yeah. just shows you how the the rearing of of an athlete now, Devin, a a player of Kobe stature or Jordan's would be stature, 
how ingrained they are in basketball. I even think even Gigi was getting to that point where it's basketball, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Michael Jordan is like, dude, in the 70s and 13, I was trying to be Willie Mays. And like, I wasn't right. thinking about no footwork. He yeah. was just being honest. Another interesting, like, c- candid and honest. Yeah, another interesting point that this all brought up was yeah, yeah. how yeah. Gianna's, how her love for basketball was developing. It kind of brought Kobe back into the NBA because they were attending... Kobe wasn't really attending a whole lot of NBA games the first year out of retirement. He sure. was going to more WNBA games with his daughter. Yeah. And she was like, nah, I want to start going to these games. I want to go to this game. She'd say, hey, I want to go see the game. She's so a basketball fan. Yeah, they'd, you know, they'd go to Staples Center, sit courtside, and yeah. um, that's how kind of the, the girl-dad thing started, and everyone started noticing that, hey, you know, there's a different side of Kobe Bryant. Um, I thought one of the funny things Jordan mentioned was, uh, like you said, his little zingers was the whole Jordan crying meme. Yeah, because he was up there with tears flowing down his face. <laughs> yeah, and now he's like, now I got to see, you know, the crying Jordan meme for another three to four years. Yeah, and I thought that was really funny. I thought that was really like, like you said, genuine, real, and kind of just an off the cuff but non scripted. Yeah, you know, you know, f- you know, fun, funny thing, and it's good to see that side of Michael Jordan for sure because a guy of his. Stature, not just of his stature, because he's been in that stature for so long. Now it's going on since he left North Carolina. You know, that's already now 35 years. That's a lot of years. So he's just been in the spotlight. People noticing him in airports, everywhere he goes, restaurants. So like, if just imagine if you're his family member and you have to open your Twitter, or you're you're just looking for something else. And you there's my dad again with the meme or like yeah. some picture. You're dude for him, it's got to be like I should tweet out the the picture yeah. of my dad's face after yeah. cracking yeah. his head open on the yeah. on the countertop on Friday. <laughs> Maybe we get a meme out of that. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> crazy because that's somebody's dad, you know, and now somebody's grandfather. So, uh, you know, props to all the speakers. I'm sure it was hard for them. And and as always, Shaq Kill O'Neal always comes off as the guy who can light up a room or make you laugh even if you don't feel good. He just he's always been able to do that. For whenever you hear him speak, people would just really like him. I think that always comes off as that. Um I know Kobe and him. Uh if you're not a, a grained in basketball like uh my family was, like my dad, they always just came out like I really like Shaq. Ah, Kobe, uh, they're like right, that just Shaq came was off the fun loving guy and yep. Kobe was a very serious guy. and intense guy. Right. Correct. So that came off good again, you know. Um, I think another thing, when you think of the other speakers, Devin, uh, you mentioned Gigi's impact and her young life. Uh, people forget she was 13 years old, uh, had a lot of life to live, but, uh, Sabrina Ionescu, the star basketball player from university of Oregon, and then Diana Taurasi. The thing I I took from it too, is how many good basketball players there are from California that are women's basketball players, women's basketball players that are just in part of the game. I, th- I thought I saw Lisa Leslie in the audience. Yeah, she was there. Uh, dude, you're just so many good players. Young players, Sabrina Unescu's from... Uh, NorCal. Yeah, Mir- Miramonte High School in Orinda. She was a Miss Basketball in California uh, in 2016. Uh, Diana Taurasi was two-time... Don Lugo. Two-time Miss Basketball. Uh, she's about 5'11", 6 foot uh, in 2000 and 1999. So she kind of grew up as a young girl watching Kobe, because if she was entering high school when Kobe, um, you know, was going to the NBA. Yeah, 96, I think. Yeah, yeah, she she was, yeah, she was, she mentioned that a little bit, and, you know, she kind of looked up to him. It's just amazing that, uh, and we're going to hopefully talk about this in a later episode, is the impact this is having on girls basketball and will going forward. I'm sure there's going to be some positives, some huge positives, and I just have, you know me, Devin, I just have a funny feeling there's a huge loss there. 
you know, like oh for sure, yeah, there's a huge loss. We're not going to know how big we, it is yet, it, but yeah. um, I'm sure down the line we'll, we'll find something. I think, yeah. like you said, Sabrina and um, Diana Taurasi, uh, they both did spectacular jobs of delivering yeah. that th- their speeches. And then after that, Sabrina flew up to uh, Stanford. Um, she needed nine rebounds in a, in that game to become the first Division One player, either men's or women's, to have two thousand points. 1,000 assists and 1,000 rebounds in a career. She did that with another triple-double. And her relationship with Kobe Bryant was something that was kind of blossoming into a a mentor-mentee type relationship. because she's going to mentor probably Gigi at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be a big-time connection Connection. between them two, that family. Yeah, and the WNBA and Kobe and her. Yeah, big big loss there. Uh, Yeah, I mean, just going back to the thing about Lisa Leslie and them, you got... It's a joke. Cheryl Miller, Denise Curry, Ann Myers Drive. Yeah. You put those six or seven girls, like they're better than any all yeah. the 49 states combined. Yeah. And Ann Myers Drysdale coached my brother's it's like ridiculous. fifth grade fifth grade team. Yeah. And they had no idea who it yeah. who it was that was coaching them. They were yeah. like, okay, this lady knows knows basketball. basketball. Like yeah. this is great. Yeah. But nobody knew who she was. But I yeah. mean, dude, she could coach though. Oh yeah. Just those names are just and then you have you know, uh, as you said, Cheryl Miller might still be the best player ever. And then, you know, you got some younger some younger girls that are still involved in basketball. Like a Katie Lou Samuelson yeah, from Katie Modern Day. Katie Samuelson. Kalina Mosquito Lewis was also a state player, yep. player of the year. Chelsea Gray, who I believe is on the Sparks. She was a state player. It's ridiculous. It's just a ridiculous. Kelsey That's, Plum yep, went Kelsey to La Jolla Plum, Country Day. La Jolla Country Day. It just keeps Jordan Canada from, who's Windward. Now, from Windward, who's now in the WNBA. I mean, the list is going to just keep going on and on. And that's what I, one thing I noticed when those two young ladies spoke uh, on Kobe's behalf was that, you know, God, man, all these good players. So um, out of all the things that were said, like there was a bunch of speakers, all, sure, out of sure. Rob Palenka, uh, you know, a lot. Uh, you Gino Rob yeah. yeah. Out of all the things that were said during the three or so hour memorial, uh, I think the thing that stuck that will stick with me the most is when Jordan said, when Kobe died, a piece of me died. Sure. Right, and, and he was I crying. Like, he was uh, yeah. I feel like that goes for really everybody who followed the Lakers or followed NBA basketball for that time period. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Again, uh, he's his close friend. He wants to mentor this guy. I'm not sure he wanted to mentor him at the beginning. It seemed like probably not. No, but because he was doing other things. Yeah. He was you know playing his and own game. He was game. still competitive. He was, yeah, he was, you know. You know, going playing some baseball, baseball, maybe you know gambling a little bit. You know, who knows? Jordan had other things going he had a lot on. Of other so things going on. he wasn't a grandfather he was yet. Definitely golfing. Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a grandfather yet. So now his perspective is changing because he sees that Kobe's a a, a father, and um, that will stick there. And I think uh, just the the fact that uh, uh, people like Inescu and Tarasi really looked up to him, even though like even Tarasi's not really that much younger than him. You know, that's pretty... No, that's yeah, pretty, I mean, she's only big. about, what, four, four or five years yeah, younger than Kobe? Yeah. Something that, like that? Yeah. How old is she? Yeah, she's that's only four or five years. 2000, so he's 96, so it's, it's four or five years. Oh, okay. You know, so very interesting, very powerful. Um, obviously, there's other things that stood out. Dang, and she's, thir- she's 37. I didn't... Yeah, well, wow. yeah. She's getting up there. She's a really good player. Oh, yeah, she's still crushing it. Well, she's really taking care of her, uh, her body. physical... Yeah, yeah physical abilities because I don't know if you saw ever seen any pictures, Devin. We have some pictures of her when she was in Don Lou. You would have never you would think, wow, that's her. She's totally transformed her really? body. Yeah. She's much more sleek, longer, 
Very interesting. Very interesting uh, that Diana. But that's like you said, you go back to that work ethic. She just has it. One of the greatest players ever. Um, obviously, things that stood out and we noticed and we'd be remiss not to kind of notice that um, Kobe's parents were there. Joe Jalibiran, who's a professional player. Obviously, we talked about him on a previous episode with Sonny Vaccaro. We we talked about him and his his wife, Pam, and kind of their how they got to um, Kobe got to the States and came in, involved in grassroots basketball through the ABCD camp. So we covered those formative years a bit with, with our previous guests on a previous show. But we noticed how his parents were present, but they nobody really mentioned them. Nobody, um, nobody acknowledged them really formally in that procession. Uh, it's too bad. I just think uh, my first reaction is too bad because those are his parents. And yes, he had... Um, some risks with them or, ha- you know, people have personal issues that we don't know the details of, but we know that it, he, they were there. It wasn't enough that where they were there. Mm-hmm. So that um, was very noticeable. Um, uh, you feel for the family personally. And Kobe is a young man who lived most of his adult life in Los Angeles. But the first 17 years of his life, he was in either in Italy, as we discussed previously, or he was in Philadelphia. And just that wasn't really brought to the forefront at all. Yeah, there was no, like, in any of the little picture collages that were on the Jumbotron, there was no, like, young pictures or family pictures of him with his two sisters sisters or his mom and dad. Uh, Again, we don't know the extent of... Yeah. their relationship now. Yeah. Like the LA times had, I, I did a little bit of research before this kind of yeah. knew about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I just wanted to refresh my memory about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kobe and, and his mom, I'm not sure if Jellybean was involved in this, but his mom was trying to auction off some of his basketball memorabilia from high school. And then a couple yeah. of NBA championship rings. And it was something he disagreed with and, and something that that caused them to have, a rift. a rift between a true a rude rift. I mean, he had a, they went to like court about it. it. They went to court about it. This was public. It's not like it was in there. And he commented about it. Um, yeah, and, and then he another, wasn't talking to them. Another thing he commented about was um, how potentially his parents disapproved of the rela- yeah. his, the relationship and marriage between him and Vanessa Bryant, a young, Van- Van- young yeah, Vanessa, a young Kobe. Yes. Yeah. So I just think Devin, if, you know, personally, you're you're going to get married here soon. You know, I am, and I think you are. <laughs> so. Uh, she, she if, already divorced me, yeah, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> I went, she's having cold I went feet too many, I too many basketball games the yeah, last few weeks. She divorced me. Yeah, so if you were 19 and your wife was 17, I'm pretty sure your parents that would, would be have, illegal. I'm pretty sure your parents would have a, a, a something to say. So that's what we're getting at. Is, yeah, I'm trying is, to think of what my my parents would for sure have get something out of, to say. Thank you, Devin. Get, you're taking up too much food in the refrigerator. Get out of here. Yeah, they would they would for sure have something to say about it. Oh, and yeah. when I was 19, I would have told them to go F themselves because that's just how I was. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that's kind of maybe what the situation was between them. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Well, this is like that. Is is The guy has the means to see he, he was making million he was making that's, a million bucks i was working at starbucks for correct 30 hours a week so your mom and, and just drinking too much have, coffee yeah, right and drinking mom, too many beers your mom and dad definitely have oh, something they to say. yeah they would for sure because you're so say. young so yeah. i understand we all i think as as we get older we all can understand jelly beans and pam's position whether they're right or wrong has no no bearing now no, no bearing now it, it's 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 water on the bridge so uh you know shout out to them uh obviously jelly bean played you know people know him uh, you know, all the people that there's a lot of people that helped 
Just like we say, a lot of people know young players in Los Angeles, whether Stanley Johnson or other guys that had a, a either a small hand in their development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Kobe. There's a lot of guys in Philly that love him and uh, had a little small hand, whether he was going to the Sunny Hill League as a youngster, playing pickup ball with guys at Temple, uh, guys that are loosely involved in basketball, guys that are seriously involved in basketball. Uh, Jelly Bean obviously was a professional player, so he introduced Kobe to Pooh Richardson, a lot of other right. pro players. They knew him. Right. And just, I just think that, in my, this is my personal opinion, that that group of people should have been acknowledged at some, they, at some, at some level. They weren't. They weren't. They clearly no. weren't. It was they, all just yeah. his LA, obviously, Experience. F- obviously yeah. family yeah. stuff, daughters, all that. Like, that's all great. But what you were saying is that kind of just missed the mark on, on part of his history. Yeah. He's 17, uh, 17 important, years. An important part of his yeah. history as a young, yeah. you know, aspiring yeah, NBA player. Correct. So, uh, yeah, those, those, but that doesn't, you know, completely take away from the overall message and from what we got out of. Yeah, lots of great messages, messages. great yeah. service, emotional, yeah. uh, you know, at times funny. Yeah. Uh, just a really good way to uh, memorialize Kobe and Gianna Bryant. And like we said, and hopefully. The, and the, re- the seven others who, who passed in that helicopter crash. Yep. And. As we mentioned, hopefully we're going to continue to expand a little bit about what down the line. So hopefully you guys, when we get there, you, you tune into that one. Is a, Just a little bit more about women's basketball, the impact he's had, young Gigi had, and, and hopefully we get some experts and some guests on that know a little bit more about us to talk about it. Got it. Got it. Let's, uh, let's move on to some other uh, aspiring NBA players who are going to take the court uh, this weekend, Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Um, in the CIF Southern Section uh, Divisional Championship Games. The Open Division will be played on Friday night, 8.30 p.m. at uh, the Pyramid at Long Be- on the campus of Long Beach State. The girls' game will be at 5 p.m., correct? And then they'll yeah. clear the gym. Clear the gym, and then another ticket will get you back in. So if you buy a ticket to the girls' game, that will not get you into the boys' game. If correct. you want to go to both, buy two tickets. If you want to go to one or the other, buy one ticket or the other ticket. Don't screw that yeah. up. Don't screw that up, fans. If you don't think you're going to go there early to get your good seat for Sierra right, Canyon right. and during the girls' game and you yeah, have and one it, ticket. Tom Simmons is going to come over and kick your yeah. ass out of your seat. But uh, <laughs> So make ahead. sure you buy the right one. Yeah, and yeah. then the, also I would suggest you buy it if you want to go to the Sierra Canyon modern day, buy it during the girls' game or before the girls' game. And yeah, go buy it we, early. Just yeah. buy it early. Go, yeah. yeah, come early. Yeah. Or I, I'm not sure if they're going to have online ticket sales, but yeah. if they don't, get to the box office early. There's plenty of great spots to eat yeah. uh, nearby in Long Beach. So uh, get that ticket early, head to eat, and yeah. then come back and, and get your ass in line. But uh, Let's talk about a little bit about that uh, the pool. So the pools ended up modern day 3-0, three road game wins, and Sierra Canyon 3-0 in their pool. Obviously, it kind of became a de facto semifinal game. Um, Sierra Canyon beat Etiwanda, who you know was both nationally ranked teams. They played earlier. It was a four-point game earlier in the season at the Classic at Damien. It was a game that uh, you know Etiwanda was geared up for and that Sierra Canyon had to be prepared for. It, it, it had a different feel than the first two pool play games for them. I, like I know you had your predictions, but I, I figured like as long as Sierra <laughs> yeah, Canyon, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll revisit those yeah. in a second. As long but as yeah, Sierra Canyon showed up, they were going to probably get to this game. But this is the game they needed to have their A game on, and 
Eduardo was right there, Devin. Then it seemed like they were they were Eduardo was leading at half, 34-31, and they were up 37-35. Then there was some rubarb, some brouhaha in the in the stands. God knows how this happened, but the game was stopped on the court, even though there was a fight in the stands. Yeah. And then the game resumes 10 minutes later. Sarah Cannon goes into the locker room. Eduardo kind of warms up there on the court, and then Sarah Cannon goes on a 17-5 run. And so, that pretty much was the yeah. decider yeah. of the game, the, that yeah. run. Yeah, the run. So kind of what was your take there? Um, I think you thought. <laughs> I had a long Friday yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, yeah, I watched the second half of that game and yeah. modern day. Um, on TV. On TV against yeah. Harvard-Westlake because I yeah. I drove out. I was going to go to the Division One game. Uh, we'll make this quick. Riverside Poly and Damien. Ended Seven up being final. a great game. Yeah. So I drove out to... Uh, what city was that? Harupa Hills at like yeah. 11 in the morning, played yeah. some golf with Ryan Knight. I'm not sure if you remember him. Yes. Ryan Riverside, Knight, Rubido, Rubido High School. Running back. Running back. Yeah, went to SC. Great guy. Played some golf with him. He's a pretty good golfer. Um, big uh, time his, running back. Big time, yeah. His, his his short game is pretty nice for, yeah. for a guy, who a big dude like that. I mean, he's just jacked still. But anyways. <laughs> Ryan Knight. Ryan Knight, yeah. yeah. And the, day bef- I mean, the, the week before that, before the Sierra Canyon um, – St. Anthony game, I played golf with uh, the Nigerian Nightmare, Christian Okoye. Christian so I don't Okoye. know what it is about the IE. Yeah, Devin loves playing football yeah, players, running lot, backs. Yeah, a lot of, lot, of, lot, of football, lot of football talent out in the IE that's playing golf these days. But um, Interesting. Went over to Riverside Poly, had, yeah. had dinner with Maddie Kovac, went over to Riverside Poly, got a call five minutes before the game from my mom. My dad had passed out in the kitchen, cracked his head open on the on the side of the wow, counter. that's scary. And so I immediately back. Took, took, out, took off from the gym, came back. It was about an hour drive. Uh, everything is great. Everything's fine, but uh, that's uh, scary. And unfortunately, I didn't get to see Polly. I've seen yeah. Damien plenty. Haven't seen Polly this season, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Polly in the division division one title game Saturday sure. at APU. But back to Sierra Canyon Modern Day. Yeah, like you said, um, um, that that run, that seventeen to five run, just kind of yeah. put Edwan yeah. on its heels, and they, yeah. they couldn't recover because correct. Of the scoring droughts. Correct. Jaylen we Clark talked about remedies, that before. Jalen Clark remedies some of that. but 32 points, 15, you can, 12 rebounds. Right. You can scheme for that, especially with as yeah. many athletes and length and talent that Sierra Canyon has. Correct. We talked about this. I talked about this in my prediction. I saw the first pool play game. Etiwanda was shooting great. I'm sure they shot pretty good in the second one against Bosco. And then I said, Devin, this game's going to be at Calabasas. I don't know if they're going to hit the shots from the outside that they did the first two games. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Nobody else was really scoring besides Jalen. You know, uh, they didn't knock down enough shots. And, you know, kudos to Sierra Canyon. For now, they've shown that they're the better team. But Edouana won't be done. They're still going to have a chance to remedy the situation in, in the SoCal Open Regional, yep. which we'll talk about a little later after we run down the sectionals. Um so, modern day. Yeah, I don't think surprised one. that modern day won their third pool game after winning the first two on the road. They beat three very good teams as the seventh seed out of eight. They're in the championship. Uh, that may be a little surprising, but the fact that they won the third game is not surprising. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Straight up at modern day, they're playing good basketball, basketball at the right yeah. time. They're playing their best basketball right now. Yeah. They're fully healthy. They had like a... A flu bug going through yeah. the team for the, you know, I think it was that Nike extravaganza. Aiden Prukup was kind of a non-factor, and um, he was sick, and so that makes that makes sense why he was non-factor because he's been a very Sluggish. good player all yeah. year. Um, and like I said, you win at Corona Centennial, that gives you some momentum. momentum. Then you go win at Rancho Correct. Christian, that gives you even more momentum. And then yeah. you go to Harvard Westlake, a TV game, and you're riding a ton of confidence, riding the wave. 
Um, yes. They haven't lost since they lost to St. John Bosco in the Trinity League opener, I believe. Yeah. Or actually... They lost to Whitney Young, Whitney but Young, they haven't won. In, in California, California, they haven't yeah. lost since yeah. losing to Bosco in the yeah. Trinity League opener. So, Devin Askew is his offensive game. He's taking it up a level, right? Yes. A lot of the times, you know, he, he sometimes he sh- he's kind of... Um, uh, I guess looking to get others involved, maybe a little too much. Okay. And against Rancho Christian, he had forty-three points, and just kind of—I guess he just took that by the reins and just dominated. He had to to score forty-three right. points against them was a, is a big outing. Um, I thought he did well against uh, Harvard Westlake as well. Just like you said, enough scoring, enough bounce, but Playing they have control. other guys that can score. They're getting good offensive rebounding. Breedenbach and and our guy. Um, I just lost my train of Davidson? thought right now. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick Davidson, but uh, Harry Hornery, they're just getting good blank, point blank looks. They're getting quality shots and offensive rebounds. That'll, a lot that's going to change against Sierra Canyon. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of a so yeah. we, we've kind of discussed you know those other two games, the semis ad nauseum. So let's move into looking at the, the matchup final. between yeah. these two teams. Um, Marday is. Uh, Playing with big. house money. Marday is big, long, right? Yeah, and they're rebounding well right now. They're healthy. They're moving well. They execute. They're healthy. They're shooting um, well. Well coached. They shoot better than Etiwanda, Sierra Canyon, St. John Boss as a team. If they're hitting threes and spreading that court open, I think that this is a very close game. Yeah, this should be a good game. They shoot well. Obviously, it's a big court. Um, at some point, Devin, they're going to have to uh, respond or stymie a Sierra Canyon run, whether that's 9-2, to 11-4, to four, 15, you just don't, they just don't want it to be 20 to 2. They're going to go on a run. 10 2, 10 4, 12 4. It's gonna no matter happen. what, it's going to happen because yeah. they have so much talent. talent. Yeah. And their their defense and their length is going to cause and create turnovers. turnovers. Yep. Get out and get an easy one. Yeah. The yeah. key the key for beating a modern day is keeping Askew under control, under wraps. Under yeah. wraps. I mean, he's playing a very poised game right now. Yeah. He's very confident. Um, he's got great vision. He's getting into the paint whenever he wants. And he, that he's, strength he's a willing it, passer, yeah. and, and he can that score. strength is Sierra Canyon's weakness, sure. in my opinion. Yeah, uh, they go through lows where they just play great, like we said. They're going to go on a run, but they also have a minute and a half. It's happening in every single game. A minute and a half where they just turn the ball over, don't pay attention, lose focus. It's and happened I, almost every game I've seen. I think that that is a product of them not having a true point guard. guard. Like like the last couple of years, yeah, when they they won in twenty nineteen. Scotty Pippen Jr. was kind of the calming factor. And then 2018, Dwayne Washington Jr., even though they lost to Mother Day, Dwayne Washington Jr. was kind of that, that calming, calming presence. presence, and they won the 2018 Open State Came Final. Came back won the Open State Final. So this is kind of a rubber match, so to speak. As you said, Devin, Mother Day won the Open in 2018, the section open, southern section. And we talked to Spencer Friedman, who's now at Harvard, and he goes, Ronnie, we, we, we kind of geared up for that. We didn't have nothing in the regional. They came out flat against uh, Fairfax in that next regional game, and and Sierra Canyon went on to win the Open State. Last year, they won, beat Bishop Montgomery and then went on to win the Open State. So they're going for the third straight Open, but it's kind of a rubber match in the in the section. So I guess the next question would obviously be, Devin, to put you on the Dumb. spot. God, dude, why do you do this? <laughs> for this prediction, who do you got in the Open? Then we'll go and talk about the seedings and the regional and some of the other divisions. All right, so... <laughs> I mean, my picks have just been awful. I've yeah. been reading, like you said, reading into it a little too deep. Way too deep. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm just gonna go Sierra Canyon. Yeah. Uh, I think Zaire Williams is just. I think he's Ready just too good. Yeah, yeah I think good. he's just too good. Okay. Um, that I, makes straight sense. up, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm gonna take Sierra Canyon because Zaire Williams is so good, and BJ Boston is 
going to be a really tough cover for Notre Dame. Got it. Um, Who do you got? I, yeah, I would go offhand. A good game. I just think that one run too many is going to make put Sierra Cannon over the top at the end. Uh, not sure they like you said they can cover all their weapons. I, I just they're okay. gonna they're gonna get some easy shots. Maybe you want to if you're modern, you want to try to limit a breakaway dunks, highlight alley oops. Yep. Because modern is going to be in this game. It's going to be a yeah. good game. Take, I think. take care of the basketball. Get yeah. good shots. High percentage looks. Crash yeah. the offensive. I don't know, man. I mean, crashing the offensive boards against Sierra Canyon is kind of tough. It's a yeah. risk because if you don't get it, they're gone and scoring on the other end in five seconds because yeah. they're so good. They're so good at in Correct. transition. So it's a it's a it's a thing that modern days coach staff's going to have to say. Okay, we're pick our poison here. What it'll be interesting to see which one they, which way they go with that. So two three zone, yeah, uh, three, like or a three two zone something. Regardless like that. of what happens in this game, Devin, and, and then we'll jump into well, the hey, sectional. Modern day fans should be rejoicing right now because they're I pick, I picked money. I picked Sierra Canyon. Yeah. My picks have been horrible to this point, so that means modern, modern day has a good chance. Yeah, a good chance. Yeah. And and honestly, they should be loose. They're playing with house money right yeah. now. They're the seventh seed. They they're loose. They're confident. They have a chance, real good chance to win this game. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, Don't mention the seventh seed, the Papa Gary. Yeah, exactly. He's probably <laughs> not happy about that. The uh, the point I was trying to make just a second ago was that regardless of what happens in this game, they're going to be the one two seeds in the SoCal. Open regional, which will start the following week after the seeds are announced Sunday. Yeah, obviously these championship games will affect those seedings. Devin, let's let's talk about the championship game. Which which lower division you want to talk? We'll talk from low. Let's start, to start D1. low. Yeah, as many as we can because yeah. some of the teams deserving, we just haven't seen. Yeah, and they're deserving of a little. Ink. Yeah, but we'll start uh, in Division Four Double A. Uh, the favorites are have advanced to this one. Um, it's kind of been scripted, as our guy Rick Isaacs would say. Uh, Renaissance Academy uh, against Aquinas yeah. from San Bernardino. That'll be at Colony on Saturday. Colony High School in Ontario. Um, Renaissance Academy, obviously, uh, Coat Keat yeah. is a is, great, has, terrific sophomore. Yeah, big time sophomore player. And then uh, Aquinas has uh, junior guard uh, Sheldon Grant. I'm sure you've seen him play in the club yeah. circuit, Ronnie, with IEBP. Very good player. Um, that's going to be, I think that's going to be you know a good game. Probably Renaissance's most uh, favorite. Yeah, they're probably the favorite, but it's going to be the most highly competitive game for them in this divisional run. Yeah, you, most people have expected them to run through this 4AA division. If yeah. they didn't get in the open, and they, they, they'd miss the open. They started off well. Um, but, yes, I agree with you. Okay, Price in Division 3A. Price, um, under first-year head coach uh, Chance Smith, has made a, an intriguing run. I think Connor, on our first when you were out in Vegas yeah. in our first preview of the playoffs after yeah. the— the brackets came out. He said, "Watch out for Price." You know they played in a good league, and they're they're a good team. He was right. Um, and then Shadow Hills of Indio, uh, they beat Fountain Valley on Saturday in, in the semi, eighty-two to seventy. Um, uh, Coach Ryan Towner has a solid group out there, uh, as we discussed. You know last time at the the Desert guys don't get a whole lot of love, um, but again they you know they they made it to a, a championship game behind Dominic Escobar and. There's a sophomore guard, uh, Deshaun Bryant. The coach of Fountain Valley said that this kid killed him. Cord Stansberry is a 6'3", kind of combo guard, good shooter, good athlete. Somebody to watch for. Somebody to watch for, an under-the-radar guy that, uh, you know, is one of those under-the-radar desert guys that we were talking about. Yeah, and we we, we kind of uh, shot at that out previously, meaning, you know, there's always some under-the-radar under guys. And that game, Devin, will be That's at 8 Colony. o'clock. On Colony on Saturday. So, interesting that we mentioned that last week is uh, the either the Shadow Hills guys or somebody out of the desert was listening because they kind of shot us out on social media like, guys, they, you know, 
we are here to play. We came to play. Yeah. So they were happy about that. So that's good. That I appreciate the Coachella Valley and you know it, it, Deep Inland Empire listeners to tuning in to our various topics. Like you said, we don't always talk about them. You're going to have Ronnie going to Coachella Music uh, Festival shit. this year. Yeah, <laughs> Ronnie's going to be out there play some golf. It got me excited. Yeah, if I run into Barry Sanders or <laughs> freaking OJ Simpson, I, I can't oh, wait God, to you on. golf with OJ Simpson. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. You golfing with OJ. I mean, I, I, I like a Nigerian Nightmare. I like Ryan Knight. You know, it's but OJ is Here's the, thing, the golfer. If I golf with OJ Simpson, I'm calling you. Yeah, you should. Call I'm for me. sure. I'm for sure calling you. You're gonna you're gonna bust out there as fast as you can <laughs> with your with your polo shirt and your visor and your your dad's hey wooden golf clubs. Hey guys. <laughs> That's awesome. So you know, shout out to uh, Shadow Hills. Uh, let's go to three double A, Hillcrest and Shalesian. Obviously, uh, we've talked and we've seen uh, Hillcrest with Sebastian Mendoza. Um, you know, before we talked about him. He's a very good player. What do, what do you think they're in 3AA? Dan? Yeah, I mean, I, here's the thing. I haven't seen Salesian, so yeah. it's tough. But based yeah. on what I've seen from Hillcrest yeah. in, you know, in, in my fall event, uh, and they have a good roster. I mean, Sebastian yeah. Mendoza is the main guy, but you have a guy like Chris Anderson, Keith Hall Jr., uh, the 6'11 freshman Dennis Evans, and then uh, Jason Wiltz, who was a transfer from Corona Centennial, who they've all been playing well. They're balanced. I think that they're going to – I mean, I haven't seen Salesian, so this is a biased pick, unfortunately, but yeah. I think that – uh, they're going to be tough to be the beat. favorite there. Yeah, yeah they're going to be tough to beat. Two uh, A is Rebay Academy, who's one of the state higher state ranked teams against Asperia. Um, you know, Rebay has kind of been the favorite, like you said about Renaissance and four AA and two A, and Asperia has some some talent. And we talked about it last pod. Devin Asperia has played in some big games. They they have some players that have played in some good showcases. Mm-hmm. We know who they are. Um, that could be a pretty good game if if Hesperia can can kind of you know keep close and rebound a little bit and and, and hit some shots. Well, Rebay, I mean, they snuck by Peninsula. They beat Peninsula yeah. by three in the quarters, and then they snuck by Bonita, who's a, I saw Bonita against Pacifica Christian. Bonita's a really good high school basketball team. They got yeah. a kid over there. I want to give him some love. Jordan Lopez, a senior guard, um, kind of like five eight, but dude, this guy's just you know yeah. there's a five eight. Like just quick, just bucket getter. I mean, he's not yeah. even really he's yeah. quick, but he's just like super crafty and just a shot maker. He's a wow. guy, D threes, NAIs. I mean, should be absolutely all over. Um, but yeah, like you said, Rebe Academy has the clear, I guess, I guess the clear talent, yeah, and physical uh, advantage here. But Hesperia is well coached. They have guys who uh, have competed at a high level on the club scene with Antonio Singleton. And Jonathan McCullough, uh, Jonathan McCullough, obviously a junior, Singleton a senior. Um, both are just, you know, that team's just kind of unafraid, man. They have a, uh, a wing uh, senior, Rashawn Burrell, who's just like a kind of a jumping jack, and he can guard multiple spots. Um, if you can say disciplined against Rebay Academy, because Peninsula and Bonita are two disciplined teams. Yeah, and gave them trouble. Gave them trouble. If you can stay disciplined, run your stuff, and kind of keep it a half-court game, I think you have a good chance against a team like Rebay Academy because they want to get up and down in transition. But I think Hesperia likes to get in transition too, so it could be a track meet. Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting game. We'll be catching that game at APU, Zuzu Pacific. That game will be at 4 p.m. Uh, the schedule there is a uh, girl game starting at 10, then a boys game. 
And then, you know, girl game, boy game leading up to the D1 final in the boys. Um, the first game, which is at boys game, which is at high noon, would be 2AA. That's a division we know well. We've seen a lot of the teams. They've been state ranked. Santa Clarita Christian versus St. Francis. Santa Clarita Christian had a good regular season. Uh, Devin, they have a strong unit. Ty Harper's obviously playing great all season. He's been in lot, involved in a lot of big games, that whether it be at the Classic, at Damien, or other showcases we've seen. St. Francis, led by uh, UC Irvine bound Andre Hendry, didn't necessarily have a great beginning of the regular season. Uh, they dropped six or seven games, but they've been playing terrific in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I mean, talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, Santa Clarita Christian, like you said, Ronnie, yeah. Ty Harper was a, a transfer um, kind of later in the summer into yeah. the fall, and that unit, they just really have come together. Yeah. And I think it's because, I think it really all starts with Caden Starr. Yeah. The six, 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 seven kind of point forward who's just... Has a ton of experience. Super Playing super unselfish, though. Like, yeah. You know, he's willing to give the ball up. He can he initiates offense. He's a good rebounder. Uh, just really, really smart. And then you have a guy like Caleb Lowry who just does the dirty work. Um, you know, really good shot blocker at six eight, good rebounder, uh, scores in the post, just toughness. They have a really nice mix of like finesse guys, yeah, and and physical guys, and it's just a, a group that's meshed over the season. They beat Rancho Christian at the uh, Battle Zone. Uh, that was a big win for them. And again, at, at the Classic of Damien, we saw them with some you know some gutsy wins. wins. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, they, like you said, Ty Harper's coming along. He's starting to get offered by some some heavyweights. Um, Coach Mosley's team beat Fairmont Prep pretty pretty handily in their quarterfinal game. Uh, they've kind of been moving up in division. This is the third straight year Santa Clarita's been in a, a, a final. Um, so, you know, the, the 89-83 victory over Chaminade, that kind of shows you how level that, the level that uh that division is because Chaminade beat a very good Salesian team. I know that you like Devin and Yeah, NorCal Salesian. Yeah, yeah NorCal Salesian of Richmond. Chaminade has a win over them, a late season win over them. Salesian is gonna play uh Bishop O'Dowd in the North Coast open division semifinal with the other one being division two state champ defending Campolindo taking on uh would be the top seed Dublin. So those are teams those that are you've seen. Games. Yeah, those are teams that you've seen, and so it just kind of gives people a level of, of the level that St. Francis has been playing at in recent weeks. If they because they have a chance to win this game, oh, easy. even though they're coming from easy. the rear. St. Francis is yeah. not one of those like yeah. all airport teams. Like yeah. you see St. Yeah. Francis in, in the airport, and you're like, oh, you know, it's a high school basketball team. Yeah, but I mean, just the interchangeable aspect of their team. Like Andre Henry can play every single position on the court. Yeah. He's with, a great high school player. With success. Yeah. Great high school player is going to be a great college player at UC Irvine. But then you have guys like Jason Gallant, uh, kind of a, I don't know, a one, two, three. Like he does everything. They have so many guys that can just play and guard every position that, I mean, in the way that Coach Todd Wolfson schemes, uh, Connor coined him the Brad Stevens of high school basketball. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you like going Connor, to that. I love going to that. I'm going to yeah. go to that so much. Whenever yeah. I see him, I'm going to go, hey, Brad. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they, they, they held Roosevelt. They held yeah. Roosevelt to thirty three points. Wow! I, when I saw that score on Friday, I was like, "Wait, is that a, is that a uh, third halftime third yeah, quarter third quarter score?" That's I mean, that's a hell of a defensive performance against a team that has some pretty good shooters on the on on yeah. Roosevelt. So again, Andre Henry is going to be the catalyst. 
But I mean, they just have guys. Yeah. They just guys. They just have guys who know how to play basketball. Yeah, and that's what I like about that St. Francis and team. Just a, uh, right now, I would say Santa Clarita Christian has a good chance. Again, I'm just going more by scores, not how they've played in the last two or three games. St. Francis has a loss to Clovis West. Your guy Robledo's coming yeah. after you after yeah. this one, not picking St. Francis. Um, they have a loss to Chaminade, and they have a loss to Harvard Westlake. No, 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 no bones of them losing to Harvard Westlake. No. It, it, you know, Harvard Westlake's obviously in, in the in the open bracket or the open pool play. But St. Francis lost to Chaminade, so I guess for now that get, makes me think that Santa Clarita is a slight favorite, even though St. Francis is very hot, similar to modern day being hot in the in the open. So you're gonna pick uh yeah. you're picking San, Santa Clarita Christian? Yeah. In a close close game. Okay. A little too much scoring power. I would I'm gonna say. go, yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. I'm but but yeah. for the sake of argument, yeah, I'm going St. Francis. Okay. Yeah, they I think, I think when it gets down they're to loose, it, man, and they're just playing well. Like this is a house money type yeah, game, yeah, I think. Yeah. For, like you said about modern day, it's yeah. like, yeah, if St. Francis came into the playoffs, you know, out of the Mission League, one of the, you know one of the best leagues, top to bottom, um, you know, in in the state, really. Yeah. They came in with you know not a whole lot of fanfare. No, not a whole lot of people get out to La Cunada to see them, but um, we've known how and good they don't they have are. they don't have like a superstar. They don't have a Ty Harper. They yeah. don't have a. Josh O'Garo that Santa Clarita Christian has, yeah. but they have like a guy like Frederick Harper who's going to dive on the floor for loose balls and take a charge. They have a guy like uh, the guy I mentioned earlier, Jason Gallant, who's just yeah. going to do whatever it takes to win a basketball game. They have a guy like Kai Glasson who's going to do whatever it takes to win a basketball game. Yeah. And I think when it comes down to it in championship games like this, that's what it's going to take. Yep. It's the, the guy small who's gonna, play. The guy who's going to come over and take a charge. The guy who's going to dive on the floor for a loose ball. The guy who's going to make the extra pass. And they do all those things on a consistent level. But again, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Santa Clarita Christian wins because they're talented and they're, they're talented, really good. They're good. They're good. Yeah. Makes sense. So fans, we hope to see you guys there. That'll be noon at APU. Then, you know, get your hot dog or soda. Then two, 4 PM is Rebay Hesperia. And then hot dog and soda. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you got to get something. Be it's careful be with hot day. dogs, man. Be careful with those things. Yeah, It's going to be a long day. So the final day there or the final day there, the final game there, getting ahead of myself here, would be Windward and Polly of Riverside. Uh, Devin, we've both seen these teams. I haven't seen and Riverside Polly at all this year. I was going to Where did I see them? San Diego. I saw them Torrey in San, San Diego Torrey Pines. Okay, so should be a great game. Yeah. Now, oh yeah. these two teams are, their bracket supposedly, you know, is a little deeper, going through more good teams. Windward went through some pretty good teams to – Get to the final. They beat a good Mayfair team. We saw that game in the quarterfinals. Came down to the, basically the last possession. And then they did a very good defensive job on Utah bound. Ian Martinez in the semifinal. Jay Sarah on the road. Uh, you know, two quality wins. They've been playing good. Obviously, they were in the running for the open. They're an open-level talent team. Mm -hmm. So then what do you think about Polly coming out of the other bracket? I think it's, the other side? I, I think it's impressive. I yeah. think I think Polly. I mean, they beat Long Beach probably by 20, right? Sure. They beat Sherman Oaks and Notre Dame by almost well, 30. they rolled them. They yeah. rolled them. Yeah, saw uh, that score. And then their toughest game, the game I missed, unfortunately. Against Damien. Against Damien. Um, they had a – this is coming from one of the officials who, who ref the game, Chris Aragon, uh, went to Los Amigos High School, I believe. Good okay. ref, really good guy. You know, yeah. white, bright white hair yeah. with a tan. Good, good dude. He said that um, Riverside Poly had a 10-point lead with a minute to go. And then Malik Thomas hit a, 
top of the key three, got fouled. Wow. Then they stole stole the inbounds, got it back to, to I believe it was Malik again, another three, Ooh. cut it again, and then uh, I believe R.J. Smith from from all the reports I've gotten from people from who were there had a had a chance to a game winning shot that kind of rimmed in and out. Wow. Um, so that was their toughest test of the playoffs so far. They got they got their hands full with this one. Yeah, because you have a guy like Kajani Wright. They don't Riverside Poly doesn't, doesn't have, have the guy. size to deal with yeah. him. Yeah, they don't have in a the guy paint that like can, that. Similar to Mayfair didn't. Right. Um, and then you got the grid Hooper. Here's the thing. I was just about to say that Marcus Joseph, Joseph. Yeah. The the football basketball player plays on a Winworth eight man football team. He had 18 points against um, Mayfair yeah. in that important win. And the game winning free throws that I did kind of gave him game winning free throws that I did. Yep. Yeah. And then against Jay, I text Colin Foff and said, "How did Marcus play against Jay Sarah?" And he said he was great. And Colin Physical. said he's been he's yeah. been carrying them to a to a, a, a in a sense carrying them physically yeah. with his play. Yeah. Just being a guy who's reliable in the paint to catch and finish with either hand. They're running a really nice high-low kind of scheme. There were Kajani Rice throwing some really nice over-the-top passes. And Marcus is 6'4", 230, 240. And strong. And strong. He's just, you know, he, he gets his ass on those on the, the on those guys and they throw over the top. They're behind him, you're dead. Great seal. He's got yeah. great footwork, great touch with either hand. So yeah. that's that's the that's what's going to be the separating factor is can Riverside Poly stop that high-low action? Wow. Yeah, because they're a smaller team. They can shoot. They have good and it, skill. Yeah, if, they, if they get hot and start hitting threes, like Evan Oliver is having a great yeah. season. DJ Davis also going to UC Irvine. Um, he can, like like we've seen so many times, Ronnie, he can hit 10 threes in a game. Yep. And Lamont Butler, he's, I think, one of the most underappreciated high school players in the state, maybe in the country, for what he does for his team and how good he is at you know understanding the game and knowing the pulse of the game and what needs to be done, if, if he needs to score, if he needs to pass. And he's, dude, his athleticism's coming. Yeah. Like, he's getting up and, you know, throwing down some dunks now, so. I'm looking forward to watching him, because I don't think at the beginning, because whether they had guys that were sitting out, or I don't know if they had a a, a guy playing football or not, but uh, Polly wasn't then what they are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're, they're gelling now. They're playing better. So that should be a great game. That'll be at 8 p.m. Again, what those games are obviously for section championships, and then they go into the regional. Now, let, let's jump into the regional. Again, hope to see you guys. Uh, make sure you uh, do your homework on where the games are at. The three games we last discussed are at APU on Saturday the 29th, Santa Clarita Christian, St. Francis, Rebay, Hesperia, and Windward Poly. So if you plan on going to other boys' games, make sure you know what location they're at. Is yeah, it Washington. Godinez or Colony? And plan for traffic. Yeah. yeah. The four sites. Friday's going to be yeah. the open at Long Beach State. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, the divisions will be spread across Godinez High School in Santa Ana. Yeah. Uh, Colony High School in Ontario and Azusa Pacific in Azusa, California. Or so, will be. And so... You can, find all those about, you can find yeah. all those schedules on the CIF Southern Section website. Yep, and sure, check our social media if you if you jump on that. It, it's been pretty well publicized, so just make sure you have your high school student ID. If you're a student, you know, prepare to have a little money for uh, parking if you go to um, Colony or if you go to, obviously, the the Pyramid. Yeah, they'll the take other, you at the Pyramid if you don't yeah. pay for parking, for sure. So, so just be aware, and I hope to see you guys out there. There should be some great section... Final games. The others the, around the state will also be concluding, and that leads us into the regional, which the next time we have a pod, Devin, we'll already know the seeds 
And the games will be starting right away, two weeks until the state final. So basically, the the, the loser of the section of the southern section open will get the second seed. Etiwanda will get the third seed. Then after that is where it starts getting a little dicey. dicey. Yep. Um, you got the the question of how many southern section is the southern section taking. So that's three right there that we just mentioned. Obviously, Etiwanda is still one of the best teams in the country. In, in in our opinion, in my opinion, I still have them 35 in the FAB, 52 close losses to to competitive losses to Sierra Canyon. So they should get the third seed. So now you're you're talking about the next, which would be the fourth team from the southern section. So now you have this this trio of teams, Harvard Westlake, Corona Centennial, and Rancho Christian. So if they take five, that means two of those are going to the open and one of those is going to to D to D1. Our thing is, way D and Devin looking at it is, if Rancho Christian has a team that can win, obviously D one, they have a team that can compete and win in in the Open. They have a win over Sierra Canyon. They have two losses to Corona Centennial. Corona Centennial has two losses to Harvard Westlake. From our standpoint, if you take four, then that means the fourth team is Rancho Christian. Mm-hmm. And that means Harvard Westlake and Corona Centennial drop back to D one. Harvard Westlake is the number one seed. Corona Centennial is two. Don on, on down, down fourth. Bosco and Saint Anthony. Anthony. And then that's where the winner of Winward and and Polly would come in after them at the five a- in, after them in D one in, in in that order. So, but if they take five, yeah, then your one drops. Again, who's the team that drops? I think me and you're both onto the consensus that that might be Centennial. Because of the two losses to Harvard Westlake, and that Rancho Christian has shown it can play at the Sierra Canyon level, even though they have the two losses to Corona Centennial. Right. Re- Again, now if they just go head up, they're going to say, "Hey, Harvard Westlake, Corona Centennial, Rancho Christian." Yeah. State yeah, state re- state regional Central. open is obviously yeah going to be pulled from Southern section, section. city mm-hmm. section, San Diego yeah. section. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to be five from the southern. I think so two too. from the city. And one from San yeah, Diego, and, and that's the open champion. And we haven't talked about it. That's an important ca- caveat there. Fairfax had played Birmingham in its semifinal game. Devin saw that while I was watching the heavyweight uh, battle, and it was a doubleheader, and Westchester beat King Drew. So if any one of those combinations would have advanced through and it wouldn't have been a Westchester-Fairfax final, then I think that serves more to a credence that the loser of that LA City Open next week drops back to D1. But since it's Westchester and Fairfax, Westchester beat Rancho Christian last year in the Open. Right. So it gives more of the, the committee, more basketball committee, more of a credence. Okay, Westchester and Fairfax, yeah, they're multiple state champions, have played at this level, which is the winner gets the fourth seed as a home game and yep. the loser drops to seven or eight. Correct. Whatever. That's not very hard to decipher. It would have been a lot harder to decipher if that's King Drew and Birmingham. I just hate to – nothing against those two programs. Just is the truth. Uh, yeah, it's the truth. And yeah. I think if, if yeah. it was a King Drew-Birmingham open division yeah. city section final, yeah. I, I think that they all go to – I think they all go to – I'm <laughs> serious. Like I'm, yeah, I'm then they, may take, say, they take six teams from the southern section. Right. If Birmingham yeah. – here's the thing. If Birmingham yeah. – Beat would have beat Fairfax yeah. and would have won. Maybe they take Birmingham because they have so much firepower and a lot yeah. of good, a lot of talent. They would yeah, have taken they, Birmingham to the Open. They played Sierra uh, Canyon pretty tough. Yeah, but I think this year I think they're going to take five Southern. I think it's going to be um, Sierra Canyon, Modern Day, uh, Etiwanda, yeah. um, Rancho Christian, and Harbor Westlake. Right. I think 
I think uh, Centennial, Centennial for lack of better terms, Bosco, St. Anthony are going to go down to D1. D1. Okay. And then I think the San Diego champion, and I think Fairfax and Westchester are both going to go to the open yeah. state regional. That's the yeah. And the, the San Diego regionals, I believe, are Cathedral Catholic against Francis Parker. This is, uh, this is the this open be on Wednesday. Fin- yeah, open semifinals. Open semis. Yeah. Uh, Top seeded Cathedral Catholic against Francis Parker. And then um, second, second seeded St. Augustine yes. hosting Tory Pines. 2 3. That's a great game. That's a great game. The other one might be 1 5, I believe. 1 5, yep. Yeah, one, the 1 5. Uh, I'm with you there. Be, whoever wins, assuming it's Saints and Cathedral Catholic, that winner will be um, in the open. SoCal Regional. Probably as a seven or eight seed. Yeah. And then um, the loser, I believe, would drop down to D1. And fit in somewhere in that yep. in that seating, probably in front of the winner of of Windward Poly because they're in the open in that section. Wow, yeah, and you gotta you gotta look at the see who's won. I guess, the record. yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, they yeah, would yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, they're in, unless they're in a it's Windward, division. unless it's Windward. Yeah, maybe. If win, yeah, if Windward wins D one and Southern, I think they get a, a higher so you see than the runner seed up than the open. runner up in open San Diego. I think, but yeah, you never know. Then that that that's very interesting how all that's gonna play out. Obviously, we've seen some. Goofy seeds because again it's competitive equity, Devin. So nobody slot into any of these brackets. We we're breaking down the higher ranked teams, the teams we watch more, the teams that people are interested more on this podcast and interested generally around the Southern California and around the country. But they're just gonna the sections are just gonna rank their teams, submit their teams to the state yep. committee, and they're just gonna place them. Yep. And as we saw last year, we talked with with Mark Tennis. The editor of Cal High Sports, longtime editor, is uh, they kind of just goofed up on one of them with putting Foothill of Bakersfield in D5, and they rolled to the state title when the runner-up team in their section, the central section, went to D3. Made Right, they no, beat a team. No, and, clear, and, say that slowly, Deb, yeah, so gonna, people understand yeah. what we're saying here. So Foothill of Bakersfield so, won the Division three, 3 or 4, or four central, central section title. title. The team that they beat... In that ended up in the division, division three regional state regional. While the winner of that Bakersfield uh, Foothill ended up in division five and rolled to the state final and just obliterated every team that they played. They should have. They were good. They had Squid Turner. They had Jaden Phillips. They were a good team. So what should have happened was they should Foothill should have been D three, and then whoever they beat should have been D five. But clerical error. Getting, getting lazy, tired, getting, getting tired, getting bored, not paying attention. Foothill of Bakersfield is sitting there, this and they're great. thinking, "This is great." And they're thinking, "Wait a minute, they're, they're going to change it. They're yeah. going to switch it before the first game, and they just let it go." And they probably would have been competitive and did well in D three. Yeah, yeah. So it's very once you get past D one, it's slotting team. You're slotting. Teams. You know what they're loving right now? Yeah. They're loving that ring. Yeah, they're loving uh, Foothill Bakersfield's loving that ring yeah. on that finger. Yeah. So very yeah, and they celebrated a state title. So. Very interesting. Uh, I think me and Devin are on the same page. Mark Tennis had a made a good point, Devin. He mentioned that in in volleyball this year, they kind of got moved away from uh, picking a certain amount of teams. They just went if they didn't if they didn't think a team was good enough for the open, they just gave them a buy, and they just took as many from the southern section as they wanted. Now, if that holds true, then Rancho Christian may be. Like you first, you know what I mean. They may. He thinks more well, them. Why wouldn't they just take six if they're the deserving? Meaning Harvard West. They Lake, could take six. They, could, they could take eight. Yeah, they could take all eight. <laughs> they, they, because technically, like, yeah. I mean, the eight As southern we said, section are the highest are the highest ranked teams, ranked teams in the state, state right now. with Sheldon. Right. 
So like we've we've talked about that before. It's those eight teams, and and Sheldon. Now, Devin, how do you Sheldon's rolling in the San Joaquin section? How do you feel about the fact, like let's say St. Francis, or let's say Pauly? Okay, they're playing good. We're, we're they're hot. Yes, they're yep. they're playing good. They're hot. They're 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 on a roll. How do you feel about that compared to a team like St. Anthony who just lost three games, now has to sit a week and then drops back to the but they're gonna get a higher seed. Is that kind of a well, you know, coach our guy Coach Cadness has to reboot those guys, get them ready, because they've been winning. They've been having a great season. Now they played in the open, they lost three, now they gotta reboot. I if I'm a coach, yeah. I'd want to be the hot team. Yeah, that's the one that continues to play. Even if I lose win, in a yeah, in a yeah. in a division title game, yeah. Like I'm still in Active a rhythm, curve. in a rhythm, yeah. Yeah. in a groove. Yeah. St. Anthony, Bosco, Centennial. Mm-hmm. It's just like, dude, like you gotta regroup. How do you how do you get the practices to be competitive? How do you get yeah. them to be yeah. live? And how do you get them to be? Yeah. I mean, maybe the, you know these guys are coaches for a reason, so maybe they're doing. They'll that. do that, correct? Maybe they're but finding ways to do that. Perspective, it's like tough. It seems for tough. me. I'm like, dude, you got to reboot these guys, and these yeah. are high school kids. Yeah, and not just that. Modern, besides Modern Day and Sierra Canyon, those six highly ranked good teams are off this week. The whole week. The whole week. Into so Tuesday. They, into Tuesday. So they got to stay focused, uh, make practice competitive, not hope nobody gets hurt, and then yeah. have some light days where let's rest. So you got to have a balance of that. So It's tough. It's very interesting how that is going to play out. I uh, just want to give some perspective from the from the national perspective. Is We know where Sierra Canyon is at. Uh, Number 17, know, right? Yeah, in, 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 the, the, in the country. We know yeah. where they stand. Very interesting. Um, I've had... Eden Prairie, Minnesota, ranked in the Fab 50 since December 16th update, right before the big tournament, City of Palms, Tark. Ronnie's flexing right now. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie, so Ronnie's showing slowly, in all these other crappy rankings. Yeah, they're, they're slowly ranked, and they're undefeated. So people are saying because they have Chet Holmgren and because they have Jalen Suggs that the Minihana team that beat Sierra Canyon pretty handily may be the best team ever for Minnesota. So there is a big matchup. They've lost like two games the last yeah. couple weeks, right? Yeah, there, there's a big matchup. The number one team in 3A versus the number one team in in 4A. You know, um, Minnehaha in 3A and Eden Prairie comes in in 4A. And uh, Eden Prairie was down. They they played in a big game last week, and they've been slowly rising in the fifth team. They were 16, so they're the 4A front runners. And Minnehaha obviously has a great team. And... Um, you know, because of those key, some of those key out-of-state wins, obviously one of them being Sierra Camp, people were saying, wow, this is such a great team. And Eden Prairie didn't care about none of that. They were trailing. Then they got hot. A kid named John Henry hits uh, three consecutive John three. Henry? Yeah, John Henry. This that, sounds here's like a, a Paul Bunyan guy. That sounds guy. like an, an, uh, a name a of a guy who yeah. I'd expect to go to Eden Prairie in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. He had seven threes in the game, 29 points. He's going to the University of Sioux Falls, David. I don't know if you know oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, good that, for him. Is yeah, that yeah. D2 or... Um, he's a good player. Uh, four players scored in double figures. He had 29 points. Uh, Drake Dobbs headed to Liberty. Again, they have a four senior starters, Eden Prairie. They're undefeated, and they, they're that team you like. That's Devin. The thing, man. They yeah. just have a good team. Yep. And he had four players in double figures. He had 19, so they're still undefeated. So if they go undefeated with that win over Minnehaha, who easily beat Sierra Canyon, they're going to finish like in the six, seven, eight range, which would be the highest ever for a Minnesota team. So wow. who. Kudos to them. The highest ever is uh, 15 by Hopkins of Minnetonka. They had uh, a few years back in 2011. Who was on that team? Do you know? Uh, any, yeah, any Joel Coleman. Guys? Yeah, Joel Coleman. Who I think did he go to University of Minnesota? Maybe he went to 
Pennsylvania. I'm not sure offhand. I have to look it up. But he was a Mr. Basketball type player. Very good player uh, there. So that leads us to modern day. You know, they got those three wins. And it's kind of an interesting thing, Devin, because they lost to Bishop O'Connell in that in that Hoopal uh, game at back east. And they also lost to Whitney Young. Now, Whitney Young right now, Devin, is ranked like number nine in Chicago. Oh, wow. So Is it the lowest they've probably been ranked in a long time? Yeah, they're not just they're not having a, g- a great season. So right now, modern day comes in at 31 in the fat 50 because they have to be behind the number one team from Chicago. But, and that team would be Curie because Simeon won the, 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 the public league and, and Curie is the highest ranked team. They're going to go into their sectionals and into their state tournament. So Curry's at 30 right now. Modern Day's 31. But I think if Modern Day beats Sierra Canyon, they'll have a, done enough to overcome those losses to O'Connell yeah. and, and to Whitney Young. They're playing very great. But you see how interesting how high they can they can fall. And it just be interesting to see how high any t- California team can go be, because of those out-of-state games. So very interesting from the national perspective. We'll be, we'll be watching it. We've already have state champions crowned one Fab 50 team. Uh, Concord First Assembly won the North Carolina Independent Association title in their respective div- division, 35-3. and three. So last week there was already a, a state champion. So we're going to have some teams either knocked off or wrapping up state titles here in the next couple weeks. Uh, they won the Class 3A. So so kudos to, to Concord First Assembly. And some more states will be finishing here in the next couple weeks. Vegas will be finishing this weekend. Bishop Gorman's still going. Um, you know, Bishop... Gorman has that loss to Eastside Catholic, which is a good win for Modern Day. So if Bishop Gorman keeps winning, that looks good for Modern Day. So very interesting from a national perspective how this stuff is shaping out. Obviously, we will talk about that more in, in future pods. We got the Geico field will be as- assembled, and then we'll, we'll we'll get into some of the national level teams as California winds down and as we talk about McDonald's and those type of things. Yeah, Ronnie, we always appreciate you doing all that research and bringing us you know, the most accurate uh, national rankings um, compared to anybody. There's nobody who does it better than Ronnie. Uh, but before we sign off, I want to remind you guys about uh, the, the coupon code that'll get you 20% off the Balls Live shop. Um, it's for in the paint listeners, and the, the coupon code is in the paint, all one word. It can be uppercase or lowercase, not case sensitive, and that'll get you 20% off uh, the Balls Live shop and you know get all your Balls Life gear. That's uh, shop.ballslife.com. And another giveaway we have, um, if you like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for the podcast on any listening platform, that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, anything that we, we put the podcast on, like, comment, uh, subscribe, and you're going to get entered into a, a drawing for tickets uh, to the uh, Balls Life All-American Game, which will be May 2nd at Cerritos College. All you guys have to do is go on there, subscribe, give us a like and a comment, and you'll be entered into that that um, drawing. And I, I believe we're going to have multiple drawings to talk to our guy, Darren, who set this all up. Uh, we're going to have multiple drawings for this. So uh, get on there, like, subscribe, comment. But uh, until next week, Ronnie, I think that will wrap it up for episode number 58 of the Balls Life in the Paint Show. Make sure you guys go find us on uh, iTunes, uh, or Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere we post podcast we are on there but uh, until next week we will be signing off